Hey, what's up? This is Tim Roth from Into Eternity. This is Samuel from Animal. This is Stacy Savage of Savage Master. All right, what's up, folks? This is Matt Barlow from Ashes of Ares. This is Brittany Slace from Unleash the Archers, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Rock on! Podcast returns with another amazing metal artist interview. Today we're joined by the guys from Canadian True Metalers, Traveler. Guys, thanks for coming on to Great Metal Debate. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, nice to meet you. So we're here in Indianapolis at Black Circle Brewing, where Traveler's opening on a tour with Savage Master. The tour began last evening in Chicago. Um, how was last night's show? Uh, I mean, that, that was our third time in Chicago, and uh, we've built up a really good following there, man, and Bob and Empire Productions, they're all uh, awesome, and a lot of familiar faces, and lots of old friends. Yeah, yeah. was that Reggie's? Yeah. yeah. It was at Reggie's, and not to mention, like, the bands that we're touring with, we know them already, so, like, it was just a big, fun reunion, uh, all the staff at Reggie's were really friendly to Traveler, a few of them were fans, even, and watched the whole set, which was uh, really flattering, so it was uh, just an easy, nice time last night, I gotta say. Yeah, it was a great night, you know, it was fun catching up with uh, people that, you know, just, you know, there's a lot of people out there that I knew from, you know, just playing playing at, you know, Reggie's a bunch of times before as well, so it was, uh, it was a fun night, yeah, good show, good, yeah. good crowd. And, and the first night after having not played for a little while, does it take a while to kick the, the rust off, or do you just go right back to what's natural for you? It depends. Sometimes our, we have a little bit of a break between our first gig together since we were all a little separated. Uh, but this one felt pretty fresh because we just recently played uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, I'd say we shook off the rust in Los Angeles. That's gotcha. right. Yeah. So uh, this one felt really good. It was nice. felt strong. So, yeah. And so you mentioned familiarity with the other bands on this tour. How did you all come to be on this particular tour and why was it appealing to you? Uh, Nicholas Burks of uh, Savage Master, he he hit me up asking about touring. Uh, the lineups, like the the lineup was kind of back and forth of who was going to join us and whatever, and uh, our schedule lined up with theirs. And I mean, we're fans of them. We love those guys, so it just uh, it worked out. Definitely. And uh, I used to sing for a band called Gatekeeper 2, who uh, did a European tour with Sanhedrin, uh, who are the special guests right. on the tour in the past. So, uh, yeah, that, like, um, it, it, the, the rapport is just real, like, simple. Like, uh, you, you, there's no none of the usual growing pains getting to know each other kind of thing. It's just uh, perfect fun. Now, how important is that? You know, as a fan, we just, for the most part, see you guys up on stage and then the next band on stage. But behind the scenes, you all spend a lot of time on the road together, yeah. helping each other out. Like, what? speak a little more to how important that element is. Very, yeah. <laughs> very important. Yeah, if, if all the bands you're rolling with are really cool with a great attitude, it just makes everything so much easier and that's what underground metal is it's all bands helping each other it's all bands like filling in like the puzzle piece gap that they see that they can fill and uh you know everyone working to their strengths and uh that's you know the, the fact that we can come into this tour and just expect it from the outset because we know everybody you know it like it dots so many eyes before we get even get together it's perfect cool 
So for folks who aren't familiar with you all, can you give us the thumbnail sketch, let's say, of how Traveler originated as a band? Uh, well, I was uh, in between projects, like my old band Gatecrasher, my other band Chrome. Uh, they were pretty slow going, so I was writing a lot of tunes on my own. I didn't really know what to do with it. I just know I wanted to start something and just see what happens. Uh, and I've known JP for a long time now. Uh, through Gatekeeper, Borrowed Time, we, we've crossed paths uh, a lot over the years. And I didn't know too many singers in Calgary that could deliver what I was kind of envisioning. So I just hit him up. I was like, hey, man, do you want to... Can I buy you a bus ticket to Calgary and do, <laughs> from from uh, where were you at the time? Was it? I was in Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. Yeah, I was That's like right. right. Yeah. I was living with Jeff Black at the time. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I bought him a ticket and I showed him the demo songs and we worked it out and we released the demo just on YouTube and. Hopefully that bus ride wasn't in the middle of winter to go to Calgary. It was, it was in the middle of winter. Oh, my. Uh, it was a mild uh, little patch during the winter, though, where it wasn't too bad. I remember the bus ride being just fine for the most part. I've taken that bus a lot, including involuntarily this year, to make it just on time for one of our gigs when uh, I wasn't allowed on a plane. <laughs> so, that was a miracle. Man. Yeah, it was. Uh, usually that drive wouldn't make it to Calgary in time for a gig to go from Abbotsford, B.C., on a bus with stops and things that they do and have to get off and change drivers to like we, it, it was like an absolute like physics defying miracle that I got there to do the show <laughs> so, sometimes it takes mir miraculous things to make a show yeah, so yeah. that's understandable and so you guys released your self-titled debut in 2019 how, you, you spoke a little bit about this but how long had all those songs been in development like si since back in that day or had uh, to what extent did you all add fresh material as, as you got closer? Uh, I mean, I guess the, if you count the entire process of just starting to write lyrics and all that, which I didn't really do much a lot before this, I contributed a little bit to Home and, and Gatecrasher, but uh, this time I really wanted to write a lot of my own lyrics, and I wrote a lot of trash for, for, a, for quite a while. Like, uh, I would just make notepads on my phone and just keep writing, and then eventually... Idea generate. It's not garbage, it's just idea generation. Right, exactly. And then uh, eventually I kind of worked up the muscle where I was like, okay, these are starting to work out into something that we can make. And uh, I, I guess the entire process of from beginning to end was probably a couple of years, I would say. And at that point, I mean, I, you, your debut is awesome, if you ask me. At that point, did you guys kind of, did you feel, you know, that it was good material, or could you, can you tell at that point? Uh, yeah, I thought, well, I, I kind of came into the band a little bit after the first album was written, so I'd, I'd, I'd heard it all kind of, you know, I wasn't really around for the creative process, so it was, it was really cool hearing those, you know, songs kind of just being fleshed out, I guess, kind of almost as, as they were already kind of written, and then I just kind of contributed a little bit to, you know, my piece of, uh, you know, just doing some solos and stuff. <laughs> it was, uh, it, we, we've always had a pretty unique situation. Our, our situation's a little easier now, uh, but before, I mean, our bass player, Dave Arnold, uh, he lived in Edmonton, JP lived in Vancouver and now Detroit, you know, so we all kind of lived in different cities. Yeah, and people think Calgary and Edmonton are right next to each other. It's like three and a half, four hours away. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a while, so our jams were very, like, 
basically we would jam all together in the in the same room for the first time before our first gig like wow once, you know it was uh, pretty much like thrown into the into the uh, fire not so much <laughs> not so much the case anymore and what's really cool actually going back to the the thing with the first album and what inspired with the band is that like what's cool is like we played together loved the first album and working on it and doing our parts and had such a blast that we did a second album right away that was the result really uh, we just wanted to right away get collaborating and write some more stuff and that's where Termination Shock came out well, I want to get to that, but before that, subsequent to your first album's release, went on a European tour uh, along with Riot City. What did that do for you guys just as far as getting to be in front of fans, and in particular, the folks in Europe who are crazy? What's unique for us is, like, uh, Riot City are kind of hometown bros, so it was like, that was another easy one where it was just like, you know, right. dudes that you already know, no problem, like, um, every show, the after party's fun, uh, you know, all the people were, you know, we saw a lot of the same people the last time we went to Europe last year, and um, I think that is definitely a credit to how it went the first time, so... It kind of opened the door for us and kind of, yeah, like JP said, it really uh, got our foot in the door for, you know, uh, how well our, our second time around went. It was kind of unfortunate because that, that tour did actually get cut short uh, by a couple of dates just because it was right when, when COVID happened. But, uh, you know, I think we still made a pretty good impact when uh, we went over there the first time and uh, really helped uh, the success of our, our most recent tour over there as well, I think, even though we were playing. We played a couple of the same places, but then also same with, like, some of the new places. It was pretty cool, too. <laughs> yeah, the timing was pretty fortuitous because there were lots of bands, some major bands who had overseas trips planned and COVID happened before they even began, so you guys were right at the tail end of the touring. Tell me then a little bit about your decision to release that next album, Termination Shock. Well, we just, we we had like a, a pretty good stockpile of, of extra songs too, and riffs and ideas, and uh, uh, we were all just really hyped off, uh, you know, the success of the first one, and we were like, yeah, let's keep this going. We all felt good. Uh, we felt the songs were strong, and we, uh, I don't know, it just came together pretty quick. Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm proud of it, you know, it's it, it was a fun record for us to make, so. Yeah, yeah I really like it. Uh, our third one, though, um, it, it's way angrier, I would say. We have a third one oh, coming okay. up. Uh, it's, it's like, pissed. <laughs> I don't know how else to, because if you listen to the other ones, like, there's, like, more of a melodic, um, you know, like, um, caveat where it's like you know we're always going for the melody we're always going for melody this one it's like i get pretty pissed like uh, some I, I think what has happened to do with that is the fact that termination shock you know we've toured it as long as metallica toured the black album but not for the right reason it's just it's just taken this long to do like a basic tour for it between europe and the states and canada so we finally done it you know the pandemic just staggered it for like four more years than we wanted it to be so, so is that part of the reason for the anger that's involved? Like you wrote some of that during during the pandemic? All of it, man. All of it. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, like, people are going to be okay with me screaming all angry like Blackie on the second Wasp or something. But like, it's, it's more angry for sure. Yeah. <laughs> How did you guys deal with that being in different cities? Did you did the technology kind of make up as far as your ability to communicate? How, how did you manage that process? Yeah, it, it, it was a lot of... Uh, I, uh, for this third one, I really wanted to write as a group, for sure. And with the pandemic, we just weren't able to do that. Uh, so I was writing a lot during lockdown and isolation and whatever. 
Uh, and then, uh, but there was a lot more collaboration on this one too, because Dave Arnold wrote another song for us. Uh, they were working. Uh, Dave and JP were working on lyrics. Oh yeah, and I can like give that. you the scoop on that if you want. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the, the scoop on that is that like uh, it, it's really cool. Uh, he showed me this book. Uh, Dave and I were always talking sci-fi books and things like that. He showed me this book called The Three Body Problem. And he had written all these lyrics for it. And the story is super, super cool. Oh. And uh, the way that um, he wrote the lyrics, you know, I just added a few lines to fill it up here and there. But uh, what I loved about it is that, like, it's not too much of a book report. Like, the perfect song's about, like, like Maiden always did it perfectly. Like, where it's just, like, they say the exact words about the perfect summary that you can go over it with without it being too much. Like, you know how Gravedigger, not to, oh, man, I'm, like, I'm like dissing Gravedigger on this podcast. No, They're one of my favorite bands, actually, but they totally just, like, Google something, and, and then, then that's the lyrics. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> you can do worse. <laughs> no, I mean, I, Gravedigger's cool, okay? Like, we were just uh, bumping uh, Heart of Darkness before we left uh, on the tour, so. <laughs> so, uh, following the release of Termination Shock and the pandemic, you guys have gotten back out on the road, including with the likes of Haunt and others. Um, have you guys learned anything sharing the stage with more veteran acts and just getting out there and seeing, seeing what other artists do? Or do you guys kind of... Appreciate that, but keep to your own counsel and have a such a clear vision for what you want to do artistically that other folks don't influence you that much. I mean, it starts at home with Traveler, I think, yeah, for sure, because like uh, we um, we've all been doing music for like a really long time independently of this band. So like getting together and doing this, it's very like um, we plan it out, we get together, we have a plan before we go. You know, like uh, it, it isn't a seat of the pants thing. Uh, I mean, mistakes happen, obviously, and <laughs> nothing. It, if if it goes perfect, you know that would be complete. That would be weird. Uh, you just have to roll with the punches and everything. But yeah, we uh, we prepare pretty heavily before we go. Yeah. You guys seem pretty chill, easygoing. Is that is that part of it too? Just having members of a band that can roll with the punches and don't freak out and walk when something some small thing goes awry I, I think that's super important you know and everyone you know has their moments you know for sure but uh, yeah I think that's that's really important just kind of being able to kind of roll with what, whatever's happening and yeah not not expecting everything to go perfect is yeah it's a really good attitude to have and to if you've be done it enough, you think you're jinxing yourself by like you know like oh it's gone so good so far wait I shouldn't have thought that no, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, the second you say that something's gonna happen you you know, it's like it's like the way. <laughs> it's like, are, are there members of the band who are particularly uh, superstitious? No, no. I mean, like after getting trapped in Europe with the pandemic and shit, you know, that was like it was kind of oh, like, all right, that's as bad as it's ever gonna get. I, I guess I didn't catch that. That you guys were trapped over there. Oh yeah, we had to stay at a hostel in um, I think somewhere in Bavaria, and uh, it, it, it was yeah. a hostel. Yeah. Thought it was in Hof. Oh, oh, no, no. Hof was uh, the town we were going to play. Oh, that's But right. I'm not sure yeah, if it yeah. was. It was in Bavaria somewhere right. where we were. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Hof was where we were going to play at a soccer club. I had played there before, actually, with Gatekeeper. And that guy was the same guy. He was pissed. He was mad that all of it was happening. But it was at the point where, like, no one really knew what was going to happen. So he thought we were just canceling. But the thing is, our driver bailed to Italy, where he's from, because he's like, I got to get home to, like, my wife and kid. I got to get out of here. This uh, is... This is a, this is a, everyone was acting like the world was like totally ending. So it was like, 
I, what Matt said was true. Like, if we can deal with, like, the level of panic and uncertainty that was actually happening at the time with that, because, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. you think of it a certain way now. At that time, it's really just like, what is going on? Uh, we are pretty adept, I guess, like, because we were able to just keep chill, talk to each other, wash dishes, um, have coffee, and just talk, and like, all right, well, I guess uh, got to figure out how to get out of here. Well, and then, uh, yeah, since the tour cut short, we, we had to take... Uh, an emergency flight basically after we stayed at that hostel from Berlin to Paris to catch our connecting flight home. And we stayed at the Paris airport at the hotel there for like three days. And they were just gradually roping shit off as we were there. Yeah. We couldn't even play foosball. Eventually you couldn't even get out of your room. All of the, uh, all the restaurants started like barricading their doors and stuff with like furniture and yeah. stuff. And it, it was, it's funny that you were talking about, you know, just, you know, how important it is to like just kind of roll with the punches. I think that was, yeah, definitely like the worst case where I think everyone kind of had a bit of a blow up just because we were all freaking out a little bit. But yeah, ever since then, I think all of us have been like, okay, it's not going to get any worse than that. We can kind of roll with whatever's thrown at us. Yeah, talk <laughs> about a bonding moment i mean if you guys were able to to get through that it seems like almost anything else you can imagine on the road would be pretty easy sailing yeah yeah, yeah that that's as bad as it's gonna get i hope so <laughs> our last our, la- our our first uh u.s tour we had our, our back window smashed and a couple of bags like stolen and stuff and we like even after that we were just kind of like you know, this this still isn't that bad. <laughs> just yeah, kind of yeah, always having yeah. a positive. Attitude. Oh, we ended up having a good day where we just like folded and got merch together while like they fixed the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Trevor also played Mad with Power Fest last year. For my money, one of the best fests in the U.S. Oh yeah, talk um, to people, man. Yeah, well, t- tell me what that experience was like. Oh, dude, it was like a blast, man. Like, uh, what's really cool is, like, Traveler, you know, we play, like, a little dirtier, heavy, and speed metal, you know, and uh, I love it when we can get with power metal bands because I always feel like it's a great variety to be added to the bill because, like, you could get something that sounds like Halloween Keeper of the Seven Keys, then we go on there sounding like Iron Angel or even, like, earlier Halloween, and it's, like, a nice variety all the time, I always feel like. So getting to play Ty's Power Metal Fest was a goal, and that goal was achieved. Uh, oh man, a bunch of great bands that year too. Uh, and now this year as well, like they got Power Glove, they got Unleashed the Archers, they got Seven Spires, they got basically the starring lineup of Frog Power headlining the thing this year. And yeah. High Spirits too. Man. Oh, High Which Spirits is great, as well. Great addition yeah. too. Yeah. So, you guys, uh, we've talked a little bit about this. Obviously, I'm heavily influenced by early metal pioneers, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, etc. And you guys definitely stay in that version of the metal genre. I, I am curious always when I talk with a band like that, from an artistic perspective, are there any challenges to keeping true to that sound when I'm sure you guys are listening to other, more modern types of metal? Do those influences ever find their way in? Do you have to what, just what's your thought process about staying true to that, but also keeping yourself open artistically? Uh, I see the next album kind of, you know, we're, we're, because it's a newer, little, uh, couple of new members in the band, uh, I, I see the direction of the band being a lot more collaborative, but I also see it being a lot faster because uh, myself and actually our new rhythm section, uh, Jake and Nolan, we've all played in, in thrash metal bands before. That was kind of our, our main thing for a long time was playing thrash metal. So I see... Uh, 
a lot more faster and maybe heavier stuff maybe for for the for the next album I think and but uh, but I think we're still gonna try and keep the same vision of what the band's supposed to be we're still you know supposed to be a, a traditional heavy metal band but you know I think there is definitely gonna be a lot more outside influence uh, going forward yeah I mean uh, uh this is gonna make me sound like a total prick. No, no, I, no. I feel like at this point I've like ruined my brain with all the things that I like, to the point where anything that comes out of my mind is going to have that sound huh. in some yeah. way. It's such an arrogant thing to say, no, but it's no. like I, I don't feel arrogant about it. I feel like more like, oh man, my life. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but he's uh, like JP's heavily inspired by like Marillion and. Uh, Oh, Genesis yeah. and Prague things and like that. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. so that that also comes out too. But that's also very 80s though. Yeah, at the same yeah, time, that's, that's the thing. It doesn't not fit. Like no, certain no, Genesis no. songs, like Mama, he's almost doing like heavy metal stuff on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. King Fowley's talked about that before, where Mama has like, whoa, there's a moment where it's like, wouldn't Venom do that? Why, why is <laughs> Phil Collins doing that? Yeah, right. But I assume you're not going to get too proggy, no 15-minute instrumentals no, on the next one. Me. They won't let me. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't bring like a flute and like do a whole. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go with a few quick hitter questions. Well, I'll just kind of go around to each of you. First, what's the best concert you've ever attended? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I don't know. Uh, for, like, really big concerts, you know, one of my first shows was uh, seeing Van Halen live. It was, you know, a David Lee Roth reunion, but, uh, you know, you know, maybe maybe they weren't you know the best, but you know I'm such a big Van Halen fan. But then also some of the other you know uh, traditional heavy metal bands that I've you know become a fan of over the years, seeing bands like uh, Riot and Vicious Rumors are probably some of my favorites that I've seen. <laughs> uh, I would go with the Somewhere Back in Time tour, Iron Maiden. Uh, Somewhere uh, Back in Time tour. Yeah, okay, yeah, like uh, Power Slave is you know one the be all end all for me. Uh, so seeing like Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner and a lot of the deep cuts on off that album was really special to me personally. So that I think that tour in particular was the one that struck me the most. Yeah. I saw Rush at the um, I think it was the Phillips Arena in Atlanta in 2002. That was the best show I've ever seen. End of story. Now I'll just do one for each of you. Uh, what's your preference, McDonald's or Tim Hortons? Oh, <laughs> as as a Canadian, I probably gotta say Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> and for you, uh, if you lived in prehistoric times, would you be a hunter or gatherer? I'd be a gatherer. I like chilling. So I'm gonna do that. Just like, gonna <laughs> figure that out. Yeah. And then uh, finally, would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Oh, man, 100 duck-sized horses, but I'd probably get, like, mauled to death. But, I mean, the, the horse-sized duck, that's a scary thought. They have sharp teeth. <laughs> yeah, well, they've got, like, ridges in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, imagine a giant incisor version yeah. of that. That's going to that's gonna cleave you in half right away. you get bone tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> so, beginning to wrap up with you guys, uh, following this current tour with Savage Master, what are the band's plans going forward, and when can fans expect to hear the follow-up to Termination Shock? We're almost done, man. Uh, we, we're probably going to be hearing a lot of the final mixes on some of the last few songs here while we're on the road. Uh, most of it's all sent in. A couple touch-ups here and there. 
Uh, we're, we're almost done, man, so maybe maybe by fall, hopefully. Yeah, yeah I hope by fall as well. That's uh, that's realistic. Uh, we're pretty much done. There might be, like, one or two, like, hey, instead of ah, go eh. You know, that's it. That's it. That's all we got. Touch up. You guys maybe adding any new songs to the set list, or...? We got uh, one new song that we're playing on this tour, so uh, that'll be a debut of that. And then Torian uh, is telling us that he wants to jam on a new one and add it, and uh, I'm not opposed to that, but we'll see what happens, you know. Finally, what's the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Traveler, including the latest album, Termination Shock? Bandcamp. Uh, Heavy Metal Traveler on Bandcamp. Uh, there's also a lot of links on our Facebook profile and Instagram and Oh yeah, Heavy Metal Traveler on Instagram, Heavy Metal Traveler, Facebook, Heavy Metal Traveler, YouTube, but that's all our stuff, but Bandcamp is the place. Yeah, you just Google Heavy Metal Traveler and you can definitely find you. Well, guys, my first time to see you all play live this evening, and I'm so stoked about it. Can't wait for it. You'll see me right down front and just looking forward to the show, and best of luck on the road with the rest of this tour. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for having us, dude. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for having us on the podcast.